The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com today and start winning. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. We have officially kicked off week 15. If you're listening to this on Friday, you've already witnessed the Thursday night football game. But of course, as you know, we record before the game even happens. So we don't even know what's going to go down tonight in a wild and thunderous NFC or AFC West showdown between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, But we are moving on past that because there are so many angles to cover in week 15. And I have brought in Will Rivera to help me break it all down of the SGPN. Will, welcome to the show. And I almost feel bad for bringing you on in such a whirlwind of a week to do this show. Listen, Rod, thanks again for having me on. But listen, as you mentioned, uh, the good thing is that we're recording this today and you put in the uh, you put that disclaimer out there that we don't know what else is going to happen. I mean, we still have I mean, we got the game tonight, but there's going to be three more days or two and a half more days before the Sunday matchup. So we're going to see if there's any other news coming down the line. But so far, we could talk about the players that we do have uh, to talk about, man, and, and hope for the best. But uh, it just seems like it's uh, it's rampant um, health and, and health and safety product protocols coming out there right now yeah i mean look so we already don't know the status of a lot of these guys that are out there especially uh guys like uh, even baker mayfield right uh austin hooper of the browns uh, so many of these teams have been affected by by any any number of things now so this is where you need to keep an eye a very close eye especially on our injury report our own sgpn uh, football doc sebastian Firon is really just around the clock getting all this stuff together for you and putting it up on the website. Uh, so even it, things could change by the time you listen to this and Sunday morning. So keep abreast of the situation because it is going to change and change a lot. And it affects a lot of the folks that we're about to talk about. And in fact, we're going to get started with this with the first person or the first two. Okay. Sorry, back it up. I got so thrown off by the fact that there's so much injury uh, news to talk about. Uh, that today's a mailbag, as we usually do on Thursday, uh, where I, I look over the internet and I find some of your start sick questions, whether you use the hashtag fantasy football advice or I just grab it off of the uh, Fantasy Life app. You guys want to know who to start, who to sit. Uh, and instead of just calling it a start sit, this is a mailbag because this is all from you guys. Uh, so let us begin will with our first question of the day this is impacted by the fact that we now know deandre hopkins is out which i took me by surprise it took everybody by surprise so now in the wake of that somebody is asking because apparently they've got both of the other <laughs> cardinals wide receivers uh but they want to know whether they should start aj green or christian kirk uh as their receiver and man that's a tough one, but well, I know what I think. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely a tough one, but you know, I'm going to go ahead with the person that's been more consistent and pretty much came out and has something something to prove this year and was it was able to do it in AJ Green. So we saw them just this past Monday night, he was able to do well against the Los Angeles Rams in a losing effort, but he did have over 100 yards uh, receiving. I think that he's going to get more opportunities in our offense, especially with D Hop being out for the rest of the year. Um 
or at least until the playoffs go get going. So I think people have to rely on Christian Kirk getting those deep threats and also getting into the end zone. But I think AJ Green is that um, reliable guy. And not only is he a reliable wide receiver, but he's also able to make those difficult catches that he does in week in and week out. So I'm rolling with uh, AJ Green in this one. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing about this. I definitely feel AJ Green has the bigger upside. But here's what's crazy is that uh, we got, I mean, Christian Kirk is actually rated high or ranked higher than AJ Green. And especially by most expert and us, he comes in at around 30. Uh, and, and whereas AJ Green comes in around 32. So it's close. It is definitely close between these two. But I, if I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go with the experienced wide receiver one. I'm going to go with the guy that's been there before. AJ Green knows what it takes to be the leader of a wide receiving core. And you're right. Last week, he definitely showed that he can be. In fact, he led the Cardinals uh, basically in, in everything last week. So if, I'm going to ask him to do it again in the absence of DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to trust that he does it. Uh, whereas Christian Kirk has, has just had spot uh, production. He hasn't been necessarily consistent all the way through. Like you said, he's had weeks where he's given you one catch for four yards. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and it's not, it's not even pretty, uh, two catches for 25 yards against Seattle. Whereas, you know, yes, AJ green gives you one catch for four yards as well, but it feels like more consistently, he gives you the four for 78, five for 50, three for 66, five for 79. So, uh, I know what the experts say. I know what our rankings say, but my gut says go with AJ green, which isn't going to make Adam happy, but you know, whatever. Yeah, listen, absolutely. I mean, if you're looking at a, at a target share, right, you have, uh, uh, D Hop, he actually led all receivers with 12 targets, only caught five of them. But then um, AJ Green was right behind them with 10. So I just think that again, with um with D Hop out for the rest of the year, the guy's gonna be AJ Green, man. Yep, I agree. So if you're sitting there with both of those guys and trying to figure out who to start in place of DeAndre Hopkins, now look, don't go thinking that you're gonna get DeAndre Hopkins type numbers. Uh, but even still, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't necessarily been throwing up gigantic numbers anyways this season. So um you may not have too much of a drop-off between either one of them and what you maybe would have gotten out of DeAndre Hopkins uh, this week as well. Ah, so frustrating. All right, let's throw A.J. Green back in the mix, but now we're going to put him back with uh, two other folks that somebody's trying to wrestle with. Uh, I'm assuming in either their wide receiver two or their flex spot, but they want to know whether to start Gabriel Davis, A.J. Green, or Donovan Peoples-Jones. Again, we talked about Hopkins, uh, but Davis... With Emmanuel Sanders now on the on the mend, uh, seems to be able to to have an opportunity to step up. So, in this scenario, this is kind of close. What do you think, it will? Yeah, this is a, it is pretty close. Um, and I think it is between um actually Gabriel Davis um Gabriel Davis and AJ Green. But I'm gonna go ahead and roll with uh with AJ Green. I mean, listen, um, you're going up against the Detroit Lions. I mean, this is gonna be a good good matchup. Actually, the best matchup you could get right as a as a receiver. And again, you're you're gonna pretty much be elevated to that number one spot because D Hop is out. So I'm rolling with AJ Green in this one. Um although Gabriel Davis does come in at a at a close second just for the simple fact for his production on the field and also being able to um find the end zone in his last two games. You know and, and here's what's crazy. So Landry and and if listen if Baker Mayfield is out, Peoples Jones is completely out of this mix. I have I have zero faith in him if Baker Mayfield can't go. Uh so you're right. The, I think what it ultimately comes down to is AJ Green or Gabriel Davis. And we know that Gabriel Davis can give you gigantic games. Right? I mean, we know that his ceiling is is a, one where you could benefit from it and win a week. But if you're looking for consistency, especially in this first week of the playoffs for most people, right? You're not necessarily trying to swing for the fences. You want a safe play. You want to. You want somebody you know is going to get you into that next round. And I, again, with Hopkins out, I think AJ Green presents that for you. And you're right against Detroit. I mean, it's not that Davis doesn't have a good matchup in <clears throat> against Carolina as well. And of course, this is all contingent too on if Josh Allen plays because we don't even know if Josh Josh Allen is a 100% go. Right. The only thing exactly. we do know is Hopkins is or not Hopkins. Uh, Kyle Kyler Murray is good to go. So that's it, man. The other two that's have quarterback that's questions. What we need. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that uh, I know he's in a he was in a walking boot. And um, actually, the news coming out of Buffalo is that every every single day he's getting better and better. But still, I just feel that the combination of uh, the Hopkins being out for the rest of the year and them going up against Detroit. It's a deadly combination, man. Deadly combination. 
Yep. It's tough though. I mean, this is again, I understand why people have these concerns and these questions because, you know, these three guys, if you would have taken them even a couple of weeks ago, uh, you would have had a little more of a discussion as well. But, you know, with two of these guys having quarterback issues, one of them is benefiting from the star receiver being out. I think you got to give the edge to AJ Green in this situation. Um, and look, if, if one of those two, if Gabriel Davis or Peoples Jones actually does have a, a big, huge breakout game, I think you can just still have started AJ Green knowing you did the right thing because Gabriel Davis or Donovan Peoples Jones have more of an opportunity to return absolutely nothing back for you uh, than I think AJ Green would. And we're, t- we're talking about floors and ceilings, and I think AJ Green's floor is a lot higher than either one of the other two. So that's where I'm at. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Woo! Uh, all right, Miles Gaskin, Daryl Henderson, Devontae Parker—all three of these guys under flex consideration for somebody on Twitter. Uh, you're shaking your head because I think you already know that you have a decision here. So I'm going to let you go ahead and say between Miles Gaskin, Daryl Henderson, Devontae Parker, who are we flexing? Well, listen, just with the news that came out today, um, Waddle just got a uh, got on the list on the um, 2020 list, you know, so automatically right there, that just elevates Devontae Parker for me. Um, he's more reliable than, than Miles Gaskin in the same offense. And Daryl Henderson, you know, his first game coming back, I don't know how productive he's going to be. Also, we see that uh, Sony Michelle is, uh, is pretty good back there, so I don't know if they're going to give uh, Sony Michelle more, more carries back there, and it's going to be like a 50-50 situation. So I'm going to go with the clear favorite here in that Miami, in that Miami offense moving forward, especially for this weekend, and Tua pretty much having to rely on um, on on someone out on, on the outside with Waddle being out, and it's going to be Devontae Parker. Yep, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on Devontae Parker, but only because of that news that just came out. If it was not, I was going to go with Miles Gaskin because this is the Jets. It really doesn't matter who you pick from the Dolphins in this situation. I mean, look, Henderson's going to be Henderson, right? And that that's all fine and well. But look, these two guys are going to dominate on uh, against the Jets, uh, Gaskins and Parker, or Gaskin and Parker. So, um, but you're right with Waddle with Waddle being out. Um, this takes Devontae Parker up to what wide receiver one again? Uh, and, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. and the Dolphins are on a roll. So this passing game is actually some. I want a piece of this passing game. Uh, so if I'm going to flex one of those three, I think you're right. It's going to be Devontae Parker. Now, look, I understand if you want to make the case for Miles Gaskin as well, because it is the Jets. And, you know, these guys are are just horrendous all around. Um, but, you know, again, I, I think the big play potential for Devontae Parker is there. Um, and I think that uh, he's had, what, nine fantasy points on week 13 uh, before the bye. So he, he's got potential, especially in a PPR with more targets, with more opportunity to catch the ball. Um, yeah. And Daryl Henderson, you're right. Splitting carries with Sony Michelle seems like what it's going to end up being because we saw Michelle thrive on primetime. So I, I think if the Rams are smart, they will continue to put him in the mix because he's hot. You got to ride that. What do they say? They ride the hot hand. And that's, I think that's what he's got to do in this case. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you got to ride the hot hand. And also, I mean, I'm just going to trust that um, – or the lack thereof a good defense on there on the Jets for, for Miami to go ahead and do their thing and then Devontae to go ahead and put up some points. Yep. So, uh, all right. But again, all of this stuff, you got to keep an eye on because these COVID things are, are, are really shaking up the fantasy playoffs. So uh, we've already seen, like I said, with Waddell being put on the list, uh, close contact, right, is something else you got to keep an eye on too. So news could come out in the next couple of days about some of these other folks. Uh, which could make the decision a little bit easier for you as well. Uh, but again, you know, this is this is what we deal with here in this modern day of, of fantasy football. So uh, you got to be ready for anything. Uh, and that includes poor play from gigantically good players like DK Metcalf over the last few weeks. Frustrating fantasy managers for the better part of this season. There's somebody that wants to know because of this. Well, look. 2020, we wouldn't be asking this question. Earlier in 2021, we wouldn't be answering this or asking this question. But today, week 15, somebody wants to know, do we start KJ Osborne or DK Metcalf? It sounds crazy, but how crazy is it? Man, so it actually got crazier because we also just saw Tyler Lockett as well come out earlier um, with news that he tested, um, and he's on the list now, right? But 
it's tough because D DK Metcalf hasn't done anything the, the, the last couple of weeks and KJ Osborne has, right? So we saw him pretty much um, uh, shine on, on last Thursday night um, against the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, but am I trusting primetime Kirk Cousins? I don't know. Right. So, but they're going up against Chicago. They're going up against Chicago. It's a, it's a, it's a divisional matchup. Um, Monday night football, but I'm just going to have to go ahead and just uh, pretty much say, what have you done for me lately? I'm going to go with KJ Osborne in the situation. Woo. Wow. I, I and got look, to. And this, I got is, to. this is the kind of take that you come to this show for. Uh, and, and look, we talked about before not wanting to swing for the fences, get the safe floor. But, you know, here's the thing. Metcalf's floor has been kind of bad as of late. Right, I mean, other than the last couple of games, uh, week thirteen against San Francisco, five for sixty. That's good. Uh, still not the best. It's only eleven points out of a guy that you drafted to at least get you what fifteen, sixteen points a game. Uh, and then against Houston, four for forty-three. So only eight points in a PPR. Still not the production you want out of him. But you turn to the other side of the ball, and Osborne, three for eighty-three and a touchdown, four for forty-seven and a touchdown over the last couple of weeks. So. <laughs> Yeah, I love the what have you done for me lately thing going on because it really ends up being what have you done for me lately. And another thing with these with the COVID situation too, a lot of these guys that are vaxxed still have the opportunity to turn in two negative tests before Sunday. So don't right. let the fact that Lockett is on that list uh, sway your decision on Metcalf because um, against the Rams, this could end up being a track meet as well. But on the other side, again, you've got KJ Osborne going against the bears. This is another one of those Detroit lion esque type matchups. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just uh, one of those things, uh, Chicago. Yeah. Chicago gave up a lot of points again and a lot of yards against uh, that, that green Bay offense on Sunday night. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, just uh, even e listen, even if they don't win the game, you know, that Minnesota and Kirk cousin could go ahead and uh, put a point. So I'm looking for, for, for the opposite of primetime Kirk cousins in this, uh, on, in this Monday night matchup. Hey, you joke about primetime Kirk Cousins, but he gave us a hell of a show the last primetime, right? I mean, he almost blew the whole thing, and that third quarter was horrible, but uh, it looked good for the most Rob, part. They should have been up 44 nothing, man. They uh, should have been up 44 nothing at one point, man, for real. Dalvin Cook stole that show, though. That was primetime Dalvin Cook for you. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's continue on. Uh, we oh, I, I forgot to put this back to back. Oh well, um, Devontae Parker. We're going to come back to him, but now we're going to pit him up against Russell Gage. Uh, and and we just talked about how we'd start him over the other two. Um, but are we starting Devontae Parker this time over Russell Gage? Well, I think I know your answer already, but uh, let's let's figure this one out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still going Devontae Parker again with the news of Waddle out there. Um, going to stick with a Devontae Parker because he's somebody that uh, not only could put up numbers, going to get the target share, get the receptions, but as well going to be consistent getting to the end zone. Uh, Russell Gage, we have seen that he's been able, he is that guy now in, in Atlanta getting the targets, but he's not, he hasn't found the end zone in a couple games. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and, 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 and rely on Devontae Parker again, not only because of the news, because but I just think that against Russell Gage, he's going to be able to do more than enough um, to to score more to score more for for that uh, Miami offense going against the uh, horrific Jets defense. Yeah, without Waddle, I I think this may have been a little bit closer than it would have been before. Uh, but with the news now that uh, Waddle's out, this is definitely, a, a, I'm going to tip the cap also to Devontae Parker. I'll back you up on that one. Uh, but again, it would have been close. I think it would have been closer had he had to have split some some time with Waddle as well. But it is the Jets. And, and, and the Falcons are getting the Niners, who, again, aren't scary defensively either against the pass. But I think, uh, by and large, the Jets are worse. So this is a game where, and here's the thing, Miami is looking for playoff, they're looking for a playoff spot, right? San Francisco, their, their situation is a little bit more cushier than is Miami's. So Miami's going to need to put this game away, and they're going to need to try to do it early. And the Jets are a perfect opportunity to do that and to have Tua just come out flinging early and often. Uh, I mean, maybe Gaskin gets it a little bit on the back end just to salt the game away. Uh, but you're right. They got to assert dominance and they got to do it soon. Whereas I don't think that the uh, urgency for the Falcons is there as much as it will be for the Dolphins. 
Yeah, absolutely. And in, in, in agreeance with you. I mean, I, it's just going to be a great matchup over here for Miami and they're playing at home and they're coming off a bye. So I know that they had a, they got a lot of work in during that bye week and um, probably put in some new plays. And, you know, like you said, making a push to get, uh, get into the playoffs here in that uh, AFC uh, North uh, situation there. So um, definitely, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to be going ahead and, uh, and all in on, on Devontae Parker for this one. And I could understand if you if you really were considering Gage. I mean, you look at his last three weeks, uh, 10 points of PPR last week against Carolina for reception, 64 yards, 11 for 130 against that Tampa Bay uh, defense who all you can do is pass against. Uh, and then six for 62 and a touchdown, but that was against the Jaguars. So, uh, you know, you, you and I, Will, could score uh, six for 62 and a touchdown against the Jaguars, uh, especially easily, now. Easily, easily. <laughs> Uh, no, I can't. I'm going to put that on record. I can't. I am not one of those guys that says I can go out and do it. Uh, but I know you could, Will. You, you you look like the athletic enough type of a guy that can do that. Uh, uh, don't let it fool you, man. Don't let it look fool you, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen, we're, uh, we're five down, five to go. When we come back from break, we're going to go through the last five of your start sick questions here on this uh, SGP and Fantasy Football mailbag. So hang tight. We'll be right back. College football's championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us, and there is no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL, concerts, NBA, and so much more. Fresno State playing in the New Mexico Bowl. I got to get myself out to see that game. So I'm going to head over to TickPick right now and make that happen because they got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge. It lets them guarantee the best price on all their college football tickets. If you don't believe it and can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price so you can't beat that make sure you head over right now to TickPick. it's tickpick.com slash sgp that's tickpick.com slash sgp you know you're always ready to win money and to boost your odds WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana michigan new jersey tennessee and virginia bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play you get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips so get in right now on all your favorite teams players and sports from the nfl nba mlb nhl golf mma wnba college football and so much more Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses to use on week 15 of the NFL. So much game, so many games to bet on and so much fun to be had. If you're a new user, bet $1. You can win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever that first wager is, WinBet is going to match it up to $2. 100%. So you bet 100, you get $200 in free bets. Max wager there is $750, so it's a $1500 match. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. It is a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Prize picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy. It's daily fantasy simplified. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on an entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. And you can use the promo code right now, SGP, and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. PrizePix has a ton of stats to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and so much more. PrizePix also allows mixed sports entry, so you can take the over on LeBron, combine it with the under on Mahomes in the exact same entry. PrizePix also offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and so much more it has an award-winning and easy to use mobile app both on the app store and google play store it has 4.8 star rating in the app store with rave reviews prize picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it is literally that easy if you need a little help picking some 
I'm going to give you a couple of what I'm looking at right now. Look, here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor is going up against a stingy New England defense, but they've been had before. And I think Jonathan Taylor at over 89 and a half yards is an outstanding prize picks pick for your start. So Jonathan Taylor over 89 and a half yards. And I'm going to also go CeeDee Lamb under 69 and a half receiving yards. I know it sounds kind of sad to do it against the New York Giants, which could be a very big game for him, but it's been kind of rough sledding for CeeDee Lamb lately, and I don't know that I see him getting over 70 receiving yards in this game. So those are just a couple of the many, many over-unders over there on Price Picks. So make sure you head over there right now because it offers safe and fast withdrawals. Plus, you can use the promo code SGP. Get that 100% deposit match. Heading on back. Will, Will gave me that kind of look about my CD Lamb take. I'm not sure that he 100% buys into my 69.5 uh, under on CD Lamb, but uh, you love CD Lamb this week? Listen, Rod, as you know, I'm a uh, diehard New York <laughs> football Giants fan, but um, and I could be accused of being a lot of things, but one of those things is not being dumb. Um, I just think that that's it. It's it's over for the it's over for the Giants, and and you know it's pretty much they don't have anything to play for. Again, we got a lot of injuries, and on top of that, we have more players again on our team being listed on the COVID list. It seems like on a daily basis or weekly basis. So I just think that uh, that Dak is gonna pretty much want to come out and and redeem himself for for last week and continue to do his thing this may be again i'm gonna go ahead with dak having a great game passing and, and where are those targets gonna go uh you know cd lamb obviously and, and and amari cooper but i think that it's not far off for for cd lamb to have like 75 plus yards in this game you know i think it, again it's a divisional matchup we don't like each other um we are playing they are playing in new york so the weather may be a factor may not be but i just think that a cd lamb could have a big game so i i think that number is a little too low i think that number is a little too low rod it could move who knows prize picks could pick it back up and and be that way uh, you may get it at 69 and a half now but uh look i'm always a forever optimist so i take so many overs in my life that i had to take an under this time uh and that was just the casualty of that one so <laughs> we'll see how it all plays out it will be an interesting game it'll be a fun game uh you know so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one uh all right let's continue on we have a couple of running backs and i mean again this is a situation where now daryl henderson is coming back and and so we don't know how sony michelle is going to get used in this rams offense this week with henderson coming back but then we also know that james robinson is supposed to be the number one running back, but did not end it that way uh, this last week. Now he doesn't have a head coach. This is a situation somebody's pulling their hair out trying to figure out who to start, Sonny Michelle or James Robinson. Will, do we have any sort of clarification for this guy? Absolutely. Uh, listen, I'm all in. I'm all in on James Robinson right now, especially with the news this morning. Uh, or, you know, they, they, they pulled that move, what, overnight, I, I think? You know, everybody was sleeping. They tried to be slick, but we caught on to it. So I think it was uh, um, pretty much everybody was on board with him, uh, Urban Meyer, getting out of town. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm big. I'm big on James Robinson this, uh, this weekend, man. So I think that anybody that has him on on their roster you this is a definite start um no ifs ands or buts about it again sony michelle is is a good option but with daryl henderson coming back we don't know what that's going to look like moving forward for the rams especially this weekend so i'm going to go ahead and um just put all my eggs in one basket with uh, james robinson for this sunday and not a bad call because again i get how frustrating it is especially to have eight rushes for 24 yards only one catch for 11 yards and then turn around the next week and have six rushes for four yards and get yanked from the game but this is an opportunity. I mean, I'm sure this person asked this question before the Urban Meyer news came out. Uh, and, and now you got to figure against the Houston Texans of all teams. Uh, because again, Sony Michelle, even at best, is going to be going against Seattle. And Seattle, they're, they're not that good. But they're better against the run than the Houston Texans. So, I mean, you got to tell me that if I'm going to get a, an opportunity to have the number one uh, running back without... Maybe what was shackling him in the first place, uh, you know, in his head coach, come out against a terrible Texans team. Uh, yeah, give me James Robinson all day long. I know the experts say Michelle, uh, but again, with Henderson coming back, we don't know his role. James Robinson, really, I have a feeling that this whole Jaguars team, I should have picked the Jaguars 
Actually, I didn't. I who did they pick? I, I picked the Texans this week in a survivor pool pick. I may have done wrong because now the news comes out. Yeah, yeah, and and also remember, I mean, this was a Trevor Lawrence's um, highest scoring game in fantasy, right? Um, when he went up against uh, them the first time, so I think that it's going to be more of the same. I think that this Jaguars team is going to pretty much be motivated, especially because uh, I think they were being held back, man. I think they were being held back uh, with 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 Meyer at the at the helm there. So I think it's going to be a different team that you see this weekend. So again, I'm I'm very very high on Robinson this upcoming Sunday. I really. And I, I don't know that I'd be mad if if the Jaguars blew uh, another perfect week in the Survivor Pool uh, article because, you know, you feel for those scrappy little guys and you feel the fact that they, they really, they've been bad for so long and they keep saying they're one piece away, they're one piece away and they continue to have the first pick in the draft or the second pick or somewhere in that vicinity and they're more than one piece <laughs> every time they, they end up back in the same spot, so... Uh, yeah, maybe this culture change will be good for them and, and they'll be able to come out swinging. So, uh, all right, let's talk about another couple of quarterbacks here. Uh, we talked about Seattle, but now all of a sudden Seattle, I guess the running back situation there has shored up now. I don't know. Alex Collin hasn't been his, uh, self lately. And, and of course all the other injuries that went even before, uh, Alex had to come on, on board, but Rashad Penny. Here we are, week fifteen, talking about Rashad Penny uh, making a difference on your on your team. If you picked him up off of waivers either this week or last week, you're pretty happy uh, to go along with another guy that was a waiver wire find a few weeks ago too, Dante Foreman. Uh, but somebody wants to know who to start between Rashad Penny and Dante Foreman. Uh, and again, this is another one of those those things where it sounds like it's one sided, but you know people are trying to figure this out. So, um, Will, we know what the experts are saying. What do you say? Yeah, listen, I'm not an expert yet, but um, I'm definitely. um, (laughs) I I saw her that I heard that that came out. I was like, we heard what the experts say. What do you have to say, Will? what is well, your no, listen, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all on board with Rashad Penny. Um, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all on board with Rashad Penny this uh, this Sunday, right? I don't think it was a fluke. And again, I mean, we haven't got anything out of Alex Collins, so it's going to be pretty much a situation where he's going to get the majority, if not all of the snaps and, and carries um, out there for Seattle and especially going up against a Rams defense. Now, just think about, and you don't have to go that far back. I mean, just think about what uh, James Conner did this past uh, Monday night. He had a great game, not only rushing, but also coming out the backfield, right? So if we could get uh, Rashad Penny some touches out the backfield, let's just say going to the flat and then making something happen as soon as uh, um, the ball gets in his hand, then we're, 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 we're on to something there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be something where uh, I'm, I'm not – yeah, I'm not even looking at Foreman right now at all. So I think that Rashad Penny is definitely the clear favorite. And uh, yeah, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Start him over 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 Foreman this weekend. Yeah, and this one, you know, you, you look at it, and you're right. The Rams really uh, got touched up last week, and I think now if they're going, because you know Seattle loves to run the ball, right? I mean, whatever the stats say. What, even if they're not running the ball, they like to run the ball. They may not be able to run the ball half the time, but you know that their identity has always been since the Marshawn Lynch days, we want to run the ball. We want to have running backs that we can give the ball to. And I think over the last couple of weeks, you know, Penny got 16 attempts last week, uh, 17 touches total. But, you know, he turned him into 137 yards, two touchdowns against those Texans that we talked about. Uh, and, and look, he even got 10 touches against San Francisco. So, I mean, 11 touches against San Francisco, which was him ramping kind of back up into, into normal. Um, you look at – and Foreman, look, he had 19 rushes, 109 yards against New England. He had 13 rushes for 47 yards and a touchdown against the Jaguars. But this is Pittsburgh. Again, kind of a, another divisional matchup too where, uh, who knows, this this could come down to the wire. And the fact of the matter is that Tennessee, they're always a run first too, but they've always had Derrick Henry. So, you know, they may want to put this up in the air a little more against the Steelers' secondary, which could be very more uh, fruitful for them than than running the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's, uh, again... Before today, some of these may have been like, okay, like, hey, what are we going to do? But I mean, these are just coming out as clear favorites. But again, I like that Rashad Penny play and, and, 
and I'd be interested to think to see or to know what uh, Seattle thinks um, for the simple fact that, you know, that they relied on Alex Collins. And, um, you know, he, I was just looking at the stats for last week. He only got one attempt uh, in the backfield, um, Alex Collins and Rashad Penny. So I think that they go, they just need to go ahead and just put Alex Collins to the side, let him, uh, you know, stay on the, on the sideline there in LA um, this, this, this upcoming week and um, pretty much just a, have Rashad Penny 100% in the fold. Oh, I agree. Well, okay, that's going to make this one a little bit easier because this is a situation where I, I there people, look, I know that we love to try to outsmart our opponents, but sometimes in fantasy football, we end up outsmarting ourselves because we just don't go with the player that you should start. You're trying to get too cute. You're trying to just say, look, if I know better than everybody else and I'm going to play this person because I know. Uh, and, and look, sometimes you're right, but more often than that, you're not. So let's go back to Rashad Penny, which again, we just laid out the, the uh, case for him on why to start over Dante Foreman. But somebody asked out there, they want, to, they want to start either Jakeem Grant, Rashad Penny, or Dalton Schultz in the flex, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, so, Will, we already know what the answer for is for, but why? Why would somebody decide they want to try to get this cute in the fantasy playoffs? Because that's that, that's exactly, you know, I don't like to answer a question with a question, but you, you just, that's just it. <laughs> that, that's just it. Um yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I mean, Rashad Penny is the the the, the clear favorite here. Now, Jakeem Grant and looking at the opponent, Monday Night Football again, prime time. You saw what he was able to do against the Green Bay Packers. Um, he's just different, man. He's just different as well. So I could understand why they're trying to play with this, but I just think that yeah, you you can't go wrong with Rashad Penny. I mean, if you're talking about like a safe, safe. Um, play here is going to be Rashad Penny. Although uh, Jakeem Grant can be um, can be a good play, can be a good play because he's going to get um, he's going to definitely um, be in a situation where he's going to be able to uh, get some get open out there uh, against Minnesota and um, and get some targets um, against them. So we'll just see, man. I mean, I, see Minnesota to me, I just. It's just a good matchup, man. It's just a good, good, good matchup. I think for any any wide receiver, right? So um, him especially being uh, being out there. But yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna go uh, I'm not gonna go Grant over over Penny in this in this situation. Yeah, it's Penny, obviously. But here's the thing, and, and just like Will said, I, I get it. I understand. I understand a little bit of why uh, you would you would want to try to get a little cute because you've watched over the last couple of weeks of what Grant has done. Right, he had five catches, sixty-two yards, and a touchdown against Arizona. He's been in the end zone twice, I guess, in the last two weeks, which is why somebody probably watched that happen on their bench and said, "Why am I starting him over him when I'm not getting that that type of production?" Uh, and it's on the bench. Now, take Schultz completely out of it because your floor for Schultz is is only going to be at best single-digit fantasy points. Um, that's what you're looking at. As always, we are brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, you are missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to double it up to $500. Double the cash once again means double the odds. If you love sports betting, I don't got to tell you you do, but you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average prop swapper, listen to this, makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Have you tried Better Fantasy yet? If not, you need to. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups, cash out for gift cards when your bet hits, and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand new, they're looking to grow their early adopter community. They got a slick app. It's fun to use. And one of the reasons we love it so much is they offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, like me, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Plus, they just added a cool bonus 
Get your entire league to join Better Fantasy. You got, you got some time. Playoffs are still happening. Get your entire league to join Better Fantasy. They're going to give the league a $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from trophysmack.com. You've always wanted a trophy for your league. Now's your chance to get it. Totally free to play. Download it right now for the iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. Somebody tell me, when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is supposed to be social, right? When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers, mustaches, tossing around bets in a speakeasy. Well, SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet changing the game with their new product. Check it out right now at SoBet.io and create an account and see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. That app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it's purely competitive. So next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. So let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And as always, do not forget to go over and download the SGPN app. It is now live right now in the Google Play Store and the App Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts like this one. And while you're at it, don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. You know, the thing about Superflex is that if you don't play two quarterbacks, nine times out of ten, you are not going to win the week. But unfortunately, once you get past like the top, 13, 14, 15 quarterbacks, sometimes you're just trying to pick between who's not going to lose you a week uh, as far as who's not going to throw 15 million interceptions and just actually come out flat. Uh, and so here's where we run into this problem. Somebody wants to know in a, in a QB2 super flex league, they're trying to start either Taysom Hill, Jimmy G, or Justin Fields. Um, again... I know where a lot of people's hearts lie. I'm a I'm a San Francisco homer. I know where I lie, but Will, where, where are you between Taysom Hill, Jimmy G, and Justin Fields? Man, so it's a little it's a little bit different for me. I'm actually gonna go between Taysom Hill and also Jimmy G for the simple fact that we saw what Josh Allen was able to do. On the ground, just on the ground, right against that Tampa um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, um, getting over 100 yards. I think that could be more of the same with Taysom. Obviously, not the thrower that that Allen is out there for for the Bills, but he's you know if if he's able to get those rushing yards and able to score a touchdown or two, that's gonna um, put him up there as well. So um, Jimmy G is also a, a nice viable option, but. Um, Man, and it's and it's a it's a it's a nice matchup, man. It's a, it's a very very nice matchup against Atlanta, which uh, you know does give up a lot of uh, a lot of yards, and they are they aren't gonna be able to give up a lot of points. But with Shanahan, you just never know what 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 goes on with Shanahan. You know, it might be a game where he passes the ball a lot, or you know, pretty much uh, the, the running back takes over the game. So I'm gonna probably go ahead and lean uh, Taysom Hill in this one. Yep, and really, again, it's only because look, my I love. The Niners. I love the Niners. I have since I was a kid. Uh, Jimmy G has not been. I, look, I everybody's crying over here in in California and San Francisco area about the fact that we don't have a really really solid quarterback like we used to. But look, Jimmy G's been okay. Like he hasn't been the most horrible person in the world that everybody wants to. Because we're used to Joe Montana. We're used to Steve Young. We're used to all those guys. But we got Jimmy G. And last week, he really did a fantastic job. The week before, he still did a good job, uh, despite the fact that now we're really turning into a rush-first team. Um, but that being said, I have to be subjective. And Taysom Hill offers so much more in the run game. And that floor alone, you know, seven points alone on the floor uh, for, the, the, um, for Taysom Hill... I can't pass that up. I mean, that's that's solid floor points that you're going to get from him on top of whatever else. And if he gets in the end zone twice like he did against the Jets, then you're all the much better. 
right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is definitely between those two. Um, the aberration that was Justin Fields game against Green Bay is not happening against Minnesota. Uh, Justin Fields is going to come out not look as good as he did because they're not going to be in a different. They're not going to be in the same situation. So um, yeah, give me Taysom Hill. Hate to say it, but it's Taysom Hill. I'm with you, man. I'm with you on that. Uh, I know. And I, you know, the, the thing is, is that, yeah, there likes to be friction. Sometimes there's gotta be friction. Uh, but when you're trying to give people start sit advice, it's not necessarily helpful for us to disagree on too many people. So I'm glad we agree uh, on a lot of these. It makes folks' decision a little easier. Uh, so, cause when you, when you listen to a start sit show a lot of times and, and the hosts are like all over the place, like, oh yeah, no, I like this guy. And they goes, ah, oh, no, I like this guy. Then, then you're, all you're doing is like, well, then who do I start? <laughs> Because <laughs> one guy said start this guy, the other side said start this guy. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, the production on the ground definitely uh, puts uh, Taysom Hill over the hill over these other uh, quarterbacks. And 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 um, again, I don't think to your point, I don't think Justin Fields is going to be in that same predicament or in the same situation. And then Jimmy G with Shanahan, he just even as a fan, listen, he's in, even as a 49ers fan, I know he makes you frustrated on a week to week basis. So, yeah, I'm sticking with somebody that I know is going to be consistent. is going to get that production on the ground and through the year as well. I agree. All right. This last decision again, again, week one. No one's asking this question. Week two, no one's asking this question. Week 15, this decision could be made for us, but if it's not, we have to make this decision. Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow? Will. <laughs> A week 15 question if ever there was one. What's the answer? This is tough, man. This is <laughs> tough because, well, one, right? So so let's just go through this. One, we don't know where, where Jackson is, right? Um, I think he's either been limited at practice or not practicing at all. Um, but again, we know that, uh, you know, what he's able to do, right? He, he has the talent to just go out there and do his thing. Um, we saw what Justin Fields was able to do on the ground uh, against Green Bay just uh, this past Sunday night. So Lamar Jackson is definitely um, much better uh, than, than Justin Fields in, in, in that aspect. But I, you just – the unknown and the question marks around um, Jackson is just like – puts like, again – Week one, you're not even bringing this up. You're not. I mean, this is not even. This is like a no-brainer, no conversation at all. But Joe Burrow, you know, going up against the the, the Denver defense. Denver defense is a is pretty tough, and they're playing in Denver. But I think that uh, he does have his weapons out there. And again, um, just the past two weeks, just a very very poor performance, not only from uh, from that offense, but from the entire Cincinnati team. So I think they do they do bounce back, and they have a much better game this week. So I'm going to go with uh, with Joe Burrow in this situation. Yep. Again, your decision could be made for you because uh, this is Lamar Jackson's second missed day of practice and it's not looking like he's going to play. Uh, but again, we've seen we've seen instances where all week long it's reported one way and then all of a sudden Saturday night or Sunday morning they say, oh, he's a game time decision and then all of a sudden he's a go. Uh, so you, you really do need to have this decision in your mind made up before it happens. If both games are the same time. So you're lucky in that instance where they're both one o'clock games, uh, or you know ten o'clock here on the on the west, or uh, one o'clock games, four o'clock in on the eastern. So yeah, they're both four o'clock eastern games. So if if you have to make that decision, you can wait a little extra longer for it. Um, but again, I mean, if if both are healthy, if both are ready to go. Um, you, you kind of have to lean toward Lamar. You really do in this instance because he definitely does have uh, that ability, just like we had talked about with Taysom, right? The floor for his rushing alone keeps him in contention week after week, no matter how many yards he throws for. He could very easily go for 100 yards and a touchdown himself. Uh, and so that's the kind of instance that you because you don't, you don't get that out of Joe Burrow, you know? Um, you really don't. So, and it is oh, such a good matchup too against Denver. You almost don't want to suggest Lamar Jackson, but yeah, keep an eye on the injury yeah. reports. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But, but again, like you said, I mean, that decision may be made for you. And then also at the same point as well, that uh, the, the, the the game is going to be at the same time, right? It's going to start at the same time. But I think if we, you know, again, it's, it's Thursday. If we hear some more news coming out um, out of Baltimore that, uh, that a Lamar Jackson is going to be, you know, pretty much like a go or even like a game time decision that yeah, I'm going to be rolling with a Lamar Jackson. But if he, if he misses another day of practice, man, I'm all out on him. 
I can only imagine how many Scott Fishbowl entries are just sweating having Lamar Jackson out this week because ah, you just you, this is the not the right time to lose your starting quarterback, somebody who may, you may have just been rolling with all season long. Such a frustrating turn of events, uh, which again is happening all over the league, guys. If you want to stay up to date on everything that's going on, please follow us on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. Um, and then make sure that you're keeping up with the fantasy doc who's letting you know all the COVID situations, all the injury situations. Uh, and that is at SGPN Football Doc. Sebastian is hot on the trail of all these stories for you to keep you current. All the stuff on the Sports Gambling website uh, it continues to go up. <sighs> like so much, so much work. This these last couple of days, these last couple of weeks, Will's a hefty part of that. Will tell everybody where they can find you on social media and all of your work here for the SGPN. Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter at biasedopinions underscore. Also doing some content for football, fantasy football, and then uh, NBA basketball for sports gambling podcast network. So yeah, check me out there. Um, and definitely, if you guys have any questions, also if you, if you never need uh, any any betting advice, uh, hit me up on the DMs there and on uh, Twitter. At bias opinions underscore. Will the rising star in the SGP and so happy to continue to have him on the show because it's always a good time to uh, to talk fantasy football with you. And uh, yeah, are you in the playoffs? I, I didn't even ask you this to open up. Are you in the playoffs in any of your leagues? So I'm half and half, man. Um, I've, I've, I was completely out in some of them. And um, in this, uh, you know, the past couple of weeks, I was able to sneak in. So, uh, yeah, I got, a, got, got some, uh, got some uh, shares and some playoffs this, uh, this week, man. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat that a lot of people are as well. You know, just looking at the news, trying to see who's going to be in, who's going to be out, um, searching through the waiver wire and seeing what I could uh, come up with, man, because it's going to be some last-minute decisions, especially if uh, some of these players are not able to produce uh, two negative tests before Sunday. So it's uh, – uh, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm pretty much sweating some of these, uh, some of some of my leagues as well, man. Yes, sir. I have AJ Green on my Scott Fishbowl league. I'm so like I'm devastated that Hopkins is out in one of my leagues, but I'm thrilled that AJ Green gets a bump in production for my Scott Fish. It coming at just the right time for me to try to advance to the next round in the Scott Fishbowl league. So I had a buy last week. This week I got to sweat it, but I'm I'm in the fantasy playoffs in like three of my five. Uh, and the two that I missed, I missed pretty bad. Uh, they first round picks. Christian McCaffrey just killed me right off the jump. So, um, I really wasn't able to, to keep up with that after that. So we'll see. Nice. I don't know. Nice. I don't know. Still a lot of time to play for you as well. Hopefully you all enjoy a week 15 in which you are advancing to yet another round of the fantasy playoffs in route to your championship game. And of course, hopefully we've helped you a little bit along the way. And we can continue to help you take home that fantasy title. As always, thanks for listening to the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. For Will, for everyone here, thanks again for listening. Enjoy your week 15. Good luck in the fantasy playoffs. And until next week, let it ride.